0: Thank you ladies, appreciate good singing and uh, appreciate all the good singing this morning and uh, so thankful to have the Earwoods with us today and uh, boy I tell you, uh, if you sit down and talk with them, hear both of their testimonies and uh, both of their spouses passed away and then God put them together to keep serving the Lord and uh, he's a good preacher, he's my friend and I know he'll be a help to you and uh his wife, I think sister you did you you wrote his message out for him this morning right so it'd be be right no, it'll be good. So preacher, if you'll come and preach to us this morning and I so appreciate them being with us. you know there's some some preachers and their wives that are just a joy to be around there's others um, that aren't so much I mean they are but I mean just you know, but there's some you just connect with better, right? And, and Brother Earwood and his dear wife are those type people. And I think I sold him a camper yesterday. They need a bigger camper, and so I found a, I found him one. So if he asks you for a love offering for a camper, that's what it's about, okay? And he needs some help. But no, he'll be a blessing to you. He's going he'll preach and he'll help you this morning. Preach you, come.
1: Amen. Amen. Let's take our Bibles to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter number 17, and while you're turning there, I do want to say what a joy. Well, I tell you what, I thank the Lord for this service, amen. It's good to be here in the house of the Lord. I turned to my wife, I said, man, even the offering songs got the touch of God on it, amen. And uh, boy, I tell you, I just I so enjoy being here. Preacher is right, it's amazing. We are still friends after amen. spending a week with each other out in Montana. Had a good time out there uh, with the Macedonia Uh, families that were out there we got to be a part of that and uh, of course I want to thank y'all Currytown Baptist Church is one of our supporting churches and uh, so I I am grateful to you and uh, what a joy it is to be here for this service and then of course amen I'm looking forward to eating lunch amen Amen. Amen. and then getting right back in here for the pastor appreciation uh, time and uh, I'm just honored I, I told uh, I told Janya. I said, I, I just can't believe I'm the one that gets to do this. I just, and uh, I, I, I'm just honored, I'm humbled that uh, to just even be here. And uh, so thank you for allowing us to come. Thank you, preacher, for the invitation. And uh, I, was, I was contemplating. I've been told, uh, by the way, that down at the, when we eat lunch, there is a table set up down there for your preacher, and you give, make sure you give him a good gift, all right? And uh, you, you, I'm sure you will. I know you take care of your preacher here, and we're going to be saying more about that during uh, the afternoon service, but right now we're in Acts chapter number 17, where I believe the Lord has directed my thoughts for today, and uh, I want to read a few verses. If you're in Acts chapter number 17, say, Amen. Amen. I'm glad it's called the book of Acts. It's not called the book of ideas. Amen. They acted out what God did in their life. And uh, so here we're going to see the Apostle Paul preaching and acting out and doing what God has called him to do. We got to do that. And I see a lot of similarities here that... I want to share with you here by uh, in just a few moments. Would you stand with me? I hope I don't look as nervous as I feel. By the way, and uh, but I, I we'll we'll get settled in here in just a little bit, and uh, I'll lose my dignity and everything else, and we'll be all right. All right, and uh, but in Acts chapter number seventeen, I just want to read. I want to begin reading in verse number sixteen, and I'll just read down through uh, verse. I want to read down through, let's see, verse number 21, but I want you to keep your Bibles open because we are going to look at some other verses throughout the chapter here. The Bible says, Acts 17, beginning in verse number 16, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Others some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods. Here's why. Because, I like this, he preached. Paul was a preacher. He preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. This is our text verse. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Father, I want to thank you again for the great opportunity that I have to be here at Currytown Baptist Church. Lord, I... I'm honored dear God, I'm humbled Lord and I pray in spite of myself would you please use me to be a good minister of the word of God Lord. I need your touch and I pray that you'd give me liberty Lord to be able to preach and I pray God that if there be some here today that does not know you, Lord, as their Savior, I pray, Lord, that you'd put them under Holy Ghost conviction, draw them to yourself, and may we see someone come to know Christ as their Savior today. We'll give you glory for all that you do. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. may be seated. I do appreciate you standing in reference to the Word of God. If you were to read in Acts chapter number 16... Again, you'll find the, the actions of this apostle of what he is doing. He's been planting churches and he's been preaching in the city of Thessalonica. He's there for a little bit and the Jews get mad at him. It's, it's amazing to me, preacher. Wherever he went, he would preach the gospel and revival would happen. Immediately after the revival, a riot would happen. Amen. Can I tell you, church, that, amen, we are not going to have a great move of God and have a revival without that riot. It's going to stir the devils up. It always does. Amen. Preaching stirs the devil up. And so we'll find that he gets run out of Thessalonica. They run him out of town. He goes to Berea. He's preaching the gospel. The Jews in Thessalonica heard he's in Berea. They go down there and they run him out of town there, too. So here the apostles, they get him, they bring him to Athens and they say, Paul, I I imagine maybe they're saying, why don't you just take a little time off? Why don't you just wait here? And the Bible tells us, while he waited for them, the Bible tells us here that he begins to look around and he sees this city wholly given to idolatry. Did you know that Athens is considered to be the birthplace of western civilization? When Paul walks into Athens, there are hundreds of gods. They have major gods. They have demigods or small gods. For when the big gods are too busy, the little gods could take care of things. And when Paul walks into town, can I tell you, they do not know the gospel. Now I want you to compare that to Acts chapter number 2 where Peter gets up on the day of Pentecost and when he says that God hath raised Jesus from the dead, all of those Jews had a foundational knowledge of who he's talking about. They didn't have to look up in a dictionary and say, what God is Peter talking about in Acts chapter number 2? But when Paul gets to Athens here and he begins preaching about a Jesus that got up from the dead, they said, hold on a second. Now, really, you think about this. Years ago in America and our older generation, if you were to say God, they know who you're talking about. But you go to a college campus in America today, And you say the word God and they will ask you which one are you talking about? It's the same way where Paul is preaching in Athens. If They would ask you in our college campuses, which one are you referring to? Are you referring to one of the Hindu gods, which they have millions of them? Are you referring to Allah? I mean, which God are you talking about? When Paul began to preach to these Greeks in Athens, they are questioning, wait a second. What do you mean sin? Death? I mean, you were talking about in Sunday school. We all become justified in our own. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. But God pondereth the hearts. God weigheth the spirits. And I tell you that when Paul gets here, they don't know what God he's talking about. And I'll see a resemblance of this society and our society in America today and I know I'm in the Bible Belt but dear friend can I talk amen, for a second for those that are as old as me and older but those that are 30 years old and younger in America you cannot assume that they have a Sunday school education like me and you have been afforded they don't know did you know at the same time it is some of the most exciting days to be a Christian though. Right. Right. Hey, hey! thank God for missionaries that go overseas, but you ain't got to leave our nation to find young people who don't know who Jesus is. Right. Right. Preacher, it's, been a, it's probably been a couple of years ago. My wife and I got invited to dinner on a Sunday after church. We go into the restaurant we're sitting there fellowshipping with another couple. We got to talk about the Bible. Got to talk about the goodness of God. We, I mean, just several things were, were mentioned. We got ready to leave, and there's a young lady there in her mid-twenties. She's the hostess, and I noticed her looking at us as we were leaving, and she said, you have a good day. And I said, yes, ma'am, you do the same. And she stopped me. She said, sir, could I ask you a question? I said, absolutely. She said, who is Moses? How many of y'all know who Moses is? I grew up knowing about Moses. This lady, I said, Moses? I mean, it broke my heart. I said, do you not know who Moses is? She said, I don't know who you were talking about amongst our conversation there. But she was listening to us, you see. And I said, do you have a Bible? She said, I didn't have a Bible growing up. I don't have a Bible. In her 20s in Georgia, in the Bible Belt, in America. I'm telling you, listen, there are folks sitting here, can I just preach today? There are folks sitting in here. Amen. Oh, man. Can I tell you, listen, when y'all were, we were singing that song a while ago. Oh, say that I'm glad. Jenny and I, we were singing it in Croatian because we got to go to Croatian. If you ever get a chance, go to a mission field and see the mission field from the gospel perspective. I encourage you to do it because I want to say something. We are spoiled right here in America. We are spoiled. There are people that have heard sermon after sermon after sermon, Sunday school lesson after Sunday school lesson. If you totaled it up, you'd have a bachelor's degree in theology, but you would not witness to anybody here in America. As somebody that has that knowledge, has that wisdom, let's go soul winning. And now all of a sudden they got locked, Joe. But can I tell you, there are things that, ladies and gentlemen, you know that we have, t- and then you and I know, we take for granted oh, yes. Bible knowledge that we have been afforded. Amen. And it just seems as if nothing. I'm telling you, we are finding out in America just how fast and dude, we're just one generation away and we li- that generation is here now that does not know what we would say, the God of our fathers. Paul walks into Greece here. When he walks into Athens, hundreds of gods. These people spent their time in nothing else. They had supposedly smart people, philosophers. These Epicureans were a cult, and they followed a man by Epicurus. And basically, he taught, Oh, listen, tell me this ain't the birthplace of Western civilization. Basically, his philosophy was that the pleasure of mankind was the end result of everything. These Stoics here, they had an attitude of pride. Tell me those two things are not prevalent, not just in the human race, but I'm talking about I'm in the Bible Belt this morning pride and pleasure. We think, oh, can I bust somebody's bubble today? You are not the center of God's universe. God is the center of God's universe. Amen. Amen, it ain't ain't really about how many likes we get on Facebook. Really, we only put the good stuff on there anyway. We put the highlights, amen. And the focus becomes me, me, and me. And that's what these philosophers taught. Pleasure. Pride. I tell you, the birthplace of Western civilization. Can you see a resemblance here? Used to be a day you could preach God and Jesus and people knew who you were talking about. We're living in a day and age to where you have to explain it. So what does Paul do? He explains it. Did you keep your Bible open? What I want to do simply is preach to you what he preached to them because this is the message that America needs to hear today. Amen. We have to start. Listen, can I encourage somebody? Go out and go soul winning. Start from the very beginning. See, so you encounter people today and they'll say, just like these people, well, what, I need a savior? Yeah, come on. Yeah. I've asked people before, have you ever been saved? And they have said, saved from what? Right. You ain't gotta leave America to find that. Right. Saved from what? Right. Can I tell you, if you're here and you've never been born again, Jesus said, ye must be born again. I want to simply preach to you what Paul preached to these folks. Yes, by the way, why did by the way, why did he preach this? He looked around and his spirit was stirred. Right. I, I, I had to highlight in that Bible, in my Bible here, that his spirit was stirred. Because I don't know about y'all, but me, too many times my flesh gets stirred. Yes, right. Oh yeah, I know. I know I'm around a bunch of pious people, amen. I mean, I know it don't bother y'all to see those jokers can't figure out what bathroom they're going to use. I know it rubs you the wrong way in the flesh, right? Paul saw all these gods, but his flesh was not stirred. If we ain't careful, listen, I, I, listen I'm, I'm bad about that, preacher. I'm bad about that. I mean, see those see those guys, you know, with the limp in the wrist and this, that, and another Walmart, and I told my wife just the other day, I said, man, look at that. She said, yeah, I mean, my wife's the Holy Ghost. Say amen right there. She said, yeah, he's probably lost and needs the Lord. And it's true. But it's too many times, I mean, us Baptists, boy, our flesh, we can get stirred up, can't we? I mean, just start talking about gas prices. Talk, hey, just talk about Biden. That get us all mad in here. Hey, amen. we'll just have a brawl in here. Our flesh gets stirred But Paul's spirit got stirred. Why? Preacher mentioned in Sunday school is so close to what I'm trying to bring out to you today. But the fact of the matter is there is a spirit that drives this what we call liberal crowd. It's a spirit. And it is a spirit of antichrist. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're in a mess. Amen. Paul walked into a mess. He walked around and he said, this place is in a mess. If he walked up in America today, he'd say, this place is a mess. But I believe he would preach yes. what he preached right here. Yes. Yes, sir. You say, I don't know what to give people. Give them these points that I'm gonna give you. Would you do that? Yes, he saw the city holy given. I wanna say number one. The same old story that he preaches, and we need to preach in America today. You ready? I'm just gonna give you a few thoughts. I would say quickly, but I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, man, I ain't even got a watch to take off. Because it looks spiritual, you know? Let me lay that up there. Don't mean nothing, am I? Number one, he preaches that the resurrection is indispensable. Look at what it says here. I mean, listen. If oh man, you say preacher, I've heard this my whole life, but a lot of people have not. As a matter of fact, there may be some sitting here today that does not know that the resurrection is absolutely essential for you to get saved. Our whole basis of Christianity is based on the fact that our Lord, y'all sung about it. He reigns. Amen. About The Bible says that when he had by himself purged us from our sins, sat down on the right hand. Is everybody all right? I got to give you my disclaimer. As of yet, I've never passed out while preaching. I say that because some of y'all are looking at me like you're worried about me, all right? Did you know that that if you believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Can I get a witness in this church house that Christ rose again? Hey, he did exactly what he said he would do. He said, you destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it back up. I serve a risen Savior, amen. Hallelujah. Hey, you ain't got to wait till Easter to celebrate that. If you're saved by the grace of God, every day you've glory to God. If you're praying, you're not praying to a false idol. You're praying to the living Savior. Hallelujah to God. These people, when they heard of the resurrection, and it mentions it again before the end of this chapter, the Bible says, these men said, what will this babbler say? That word babbler is a, gives an indication of a bird that goes around, grabs a seed here, grabs a seed there, one over here and kind of scattered. And they used it as a term of contempt toward Paul. To say that this guy is pretending that he knows something. He is babbling. He don't really know what he's talking about. Some guy getting up from the dead. When they heard of the because I like, I told you, I like the way it puts it. He preached unto them. (laughs) Hey, there's a difference between teaching and preaching. Paul was a preacher, and when he saw this, he could not refrain anymore. You know what moved him to do? You know what it ought to move us to do? Preach. I was in Murphy, North Carolina, what, last, not last week, week before last? This young man, the preacher's son, said, Man, I just want to go to Walmart. Let's go hand out some tracks. I said, Man, let's go. We grabbed some tracks. We're handing out tracks. And I said something about street preaching. He said, I ain't never been street preaching. I said, Oh, man, are you in for a treat? <laughs> hey, I love street preaching matter of fact, every man of God I love in that Bible was a street preacher, amen. I took him downtown Murphy right there on the city square. He said, how do you do this? I said, man, just walk out here to the edge of the sidewalk where the red light is. I said, if people walk by, you give them a track. And I just took my Bible. I said, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. That's the message, amen. Go and preach it to somebody. You ain't got to have a degree to tell somebody about Jesus. Can I tell you our nation, our society needs Jesus? Man. When they 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 call him a babbler. Because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Imagine getting to tell that story to somebody for the first time they ever got to hear it. Wouldn't you think that'd be exciting for old brother Paul? Brother Paul walk in there and say, look, let me tell y'all that there is a God in heaven and that his son came and he manifested himself in the flesh and he lived a sinless life and that he died on the cross and that payment paid the sin debt for all of humanity and they put him in a grave but three days later, Jesus Christ got up from the grave and he is alive now and you say, man, that'd be exciting. You get to tell the same story somebody says that's so basic yeah because we've heard it our whole life we know it backwards and forwards don't we but some people sitting in here today I don't want to take for granted preacher I don't, know, I don't know y'all I mean I know you and Miss Ellen other than that I don't know names in here well Jania <laughs> as long as I keep remembering that one right? amen I don't know anybody else's name I know your mama's here somewhere I don't know y'all's name I cannot assume especially when I look out and I see these young people that they know the gospel and that they are saved and know Christ and know what it is to know Christ Oh man, can I just preach right here for a little bit to us older ones? I'm telling you, we have lost a generation because we come into the church, we have shouted it out and shouted out I'm for it. Amen, hey, but we have shouted it out and we have just relished in the fact of what has been given to us and we failed to pass it down to the next generation. We have missed some things. Is everybody all right? Jesus and the resurrection is indispensable. Number two, oh, America needs to hear this. You need to hear this. He preached unto them that their religion is insufficient. What better place... Did y'all notice Peter in Acts 7, number 2, he didn't get up. He did not have to cover a bunch of religions. They're all Jews that he's preaching to. They knew who God Elohim was. They knew that. He didn't have to go into detail, he didn't have to dig a little bit deeper. But when Paul got over here and he says, As I pass by, look here. Now we're down past where I stopped reading. He's saying in verse number 22, you men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Right. That word superstitious simply means religious. Right. Right. For as I pass by and beheld, look at this, your devotions. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Right they were devoted to something were, right. yes, that was not real, right. they were devoted to something that was dragging them to hell. Yes. That's not just Athens. That's America. Can you see America here? So devoted to something that absolutely has no foundational truth whatsoever and shame on us if we call ourselves a Christian to hold on to that truth and dare not give it out. Amen. Man, there's people sitting in our churches. Let me just clarify that. There are people sitting in our Baptist churches that are lost. Lost. They are fully devoted, but they are lost. Still going to hell, sir. Hey, Sammy Allen used to say, going to hell, sliding off the church pew into hell. Devoted people, good people, but they do not know Christ. They have not come to that point to where he paid for their sin. He said, you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, he says, I noticed y'all had an altar over there and it said to the unknown God. That's right. Let me tell you how steep they were in religion. Yes, they had so many gods. Uh, listen, tell me this don't sound like America right here. <laughs> Boy, no. They... In case they forgot a God, they didn't want to offend him. (laughs) Because we are all inclusive. We are tolerant until you do something that they can't tolerate. We're going to include everybody. And somebody said, well now wait a minute. What if there is a God out there somewhere that we forgot that we don't know we don't want to make him mad just in case oh I feel like preaching right there there's a lot of people who has got a just in case religion mm, I don't know how many people I've talked to and I've said have you ever been saved and they say well I've prayed that prayer just in case oh no see they ain't going to ever get the job done for him Oh, no, you got one of them just in case. Amen. Just in case things don't work out. That's what they were doing, you see. Salvation is in a person. It is in one person alone. No man, Jesus said, cometh unto the Father, but by me. So they said, we don't want to make him mad. Well, they said, well, put an altar over here that just says to the unknown God. That's fair. Maybe, you see their reasoning? Maybe if he sees that, he'll kind of look over our ignorance and kind of be all right with it. And after all, just be like, well, you're okay. America is wrote in our Bibles. That's us. We're just going to be okay. I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, listen, I just, I had to preach a funeral not too long ago of my cousin, who I never knew went to church, never had a profession of salvation. Never. But man, you get around her, and it's like, it's amazing. Everybody goes to heaven. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got, listen, I got news for you, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck or anything like that, but everybody don't go to heaven. Right. There is a hell that is very real. Amen. And we're going to get to it later on in the text if I can get there. If y'all just quit preaching me to death, amen. But we're going to get there. But he said there was a time God winked at ignorance like that. I'm going to get to that. i don't want to get ahead of myself. That's one of my points, man. That's us. He said that God, that one God that you put that altar out there to, that's the one I declare unto you. That's the one that you don't know. But that's the only one you need to know. Glory to God. Hey, when you get that one, amen, all these others, I feel like preaching right there, all these others become obsolete. They'll never get the job done. There ain't but one God in heaven, one Savior for mankind. Hallelujah to God. That's enough to make a Presbyterian, I think, want to run a lap. Your religion is insufficient. You know where he starts? At the very beginning. Look in verse number twenty-four. God that made the world and all things therein. Y'all notice Peter didn't have to start there in Acts chapter number two. Y'all know there's people in our country that need to. Oh man, they need to hear that God created all things. Yet you didn't come from some stinking monkey. Amen. I mean, I'm like what I heard Brother Frazier say one time, like, man, if we come from them monkeys, I mean, you know, he asked one of them one time, one of these teachers in school, said, well, why did we lose our tail? He said, because we didn't need it no more. He said, man, I could use another limb. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, y'all, hey, mama didn't raise no two trip loser carrying them Walmart bags in. Wouldn't it be nice if you had that tail? I mean, if you've been working on that car and you need that tail there to hold the flashlight for you, wouldn't that be great? Man, why'd we lose the tail? I could have used that thing, right? Hey, young people, I don't care what any, any so-called smart person told you, God, hey, I got wonderful news for you. You are made in the image of an almighty God. You didn't evolve over millions of years something come out of the ocean crawled up on the shore and started walking I mean forget that you got to have more faith in that than to believe that there is a creator by the way Darwin did not invent evolution he just popularized it all of these philosophers here in Paul's day in Athens every one of them had an evolutionary world view of how they come about. And it was based on atheism and it was based on evolution because it eliminates God from the equation, but you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of an almighty God. Our young people in America need to hear that. There's too many believing that they evolved from something else, sir. They need to know, preacher. They need to know preacher that they were fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah to God. He goes to the beginning. Look in verse number 24 again. Seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth. Dwelleth not in temples made with hands. See, they had all these shrines, all these temples. He's like, man, this God I'm telling you about. <laughs> The Lord said, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. You gonna build me something to dwell in? You can't confine him to a temple. Man, I feel like preaching this morning. Hey, look here. Neither, verse number 25, is worshiped with men's hands. I like how he says this, as though he needed anything. Like y'all needed to do him a favor. There's people that think that. There's people that think that. I'm gonna help God out. Yes. Amen. Listen, as though he needs, hey, it, is, it, it it was it would be considered a slander for the one who created and sustains all for people to think that he needs them. Right. They are part of his creation. Right. Oh man. I tell you, this scripture is rich, is it not? I don't do it, I don't do it justice, but. He says, though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood of all uh, nations of four men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Number three. I got hey, well, I, I say I got good news for you. It might hair lip some people. Don't don't loot. Don't 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 throw me away right here. But the resurrection is indispensable. Religion is, listen, it's insufficient, but your race is irrelevant oh I know I'm in the Bible belt oh yeah hey this got me in trouble before but I'm going to tell you something hey man you know what there's one race the human race And the minute that we start saying Christ died for this one and he didn't die, oh man, we ain't Calvinists, are we? Amen. Can I just preach right here, amen, that I know folk, amen, good Christian folk who would not witness to somebody that don't look like them, but they want to support a missionary to go to another country to win somebody. That's the same color. You can't subcontract out the work of God. God didn't make you a subcontractor. Hey amen right there, friend. We're hypocrites. We sing that song. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Amen. Glory. I say, Amen right there. That just about gets me rubbing the wrong way, brother. That's right. Your race is irrelevant. It don't, hey, hey, and by the way, by the way, that don't mean one is higher than the other when it comes to salvation. you either get saved by Calvary or you'll not get saved at all. It don't matter what color you are. Amen. Hallelujah. We ought to rejoice about that, that he does love all mankind, that he loves every stinking one of us. Hallelujah. No matter how rotten, glory to God. Man, I'm telling you, I was wicked before Christ saved me. He loved me anyway.
0: Praise God. Thank
1: you, I was on my way to hell. Hey. Ah. Uh, the preacher didn't tell me to quit at a certain time. I ain't got to watch anyway. That's right, friend. Why would he say that? Think about it. Why is he saying that to them? because they're Greeks. He's a Jew. He is the apostle to the Gentiles. So he wants to let them know, hey, it don't matter that you're Greek. He'll save you too. I mean, man, what, what a message we've got as a church to take to the world. It don't matter what you look like. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter where you've been. There's a God in heaven. He died. He rose again. Religion won't get you there, but Christ will. Oh, man. Well, ain't God good? He's telling these Greeks that. So I know I'm a Jew, but I'm telling you, the gospel's for the whole world. It's the same message that America needs to hear today. Be hard to get some of us good, red blooded American, good old boy, Baptist to preach that right there. Y'all know I'm telling it right.
0: right. Right.
1: But it don't matter preacher, it don't matter. He'll save, He said, anybody that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so glad that included me. And if you're here and you've never been saved, that includes you. And I got good news for you. It don't matter who you are. Amen. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter your background. He'll save you too. Amen. That's what he's preaching to these people. Amen. Listen to me. But then he preaches. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna try to. I, I'm just gonna obey the Lord. Is everybody all right? All right. On, Somebody says, "Man, we got that suit down there, though." I know yeah. that your race is irrelevant. Number four, repentance is imperative. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. You, you, hey, listen. I know that's a cuss word. It's left a lot of our Baptist Preach pulpits. On, Hey, but you ain't going to get away from repentance. Right. Yeah. That is not, listen, repentance. I, I was preaching not too long ago in a jail there in Murray County. And I, was, and I was preaching on Mark 6, 12. The Bible says, and they went out and preached that all men should repent. In fact, before I got done, this guy raised his hand. He said, tell me what that is. I said, I'm so glad that you asked. Amen, God has it, you say, well, what is that? What is repentance? Repentance is not a work. Amen, for not by works. Amen, for by grace, so you say, through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. But it is simply you agreeing with God that he is right and you are wrong. You say, that sounds pretty simple. Here's the fact, we like ourselves. I mean, I like me. You like me. Probably. Maybe not now. We like us. This, this life is about me, 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 me. And I'm not warming up for the choir. Right? It's about me. You say that sounds pretty simple. Repentance. Well, when the Holy Ghost of God gets a hold of your heart and reveals to you how wicked of a sinner you. But here's what people say. Some people say, man, I ain't that bad. Yes, you are. You're so bad that the God of heaven put himself in flesh and died on the cross for you. You're that wicked. You say, oh, not, not me. You're that wicked, friend. We're all that wicked. Some feel like, They ain't that bad, but then there's some that feel like they're too good to be saved. Some feel like they're too bad to be saved. I've talked to men in jail and prison. They'll say, man, you don't know what I've done, and I got to report to them, it don't matter. I remember being down in Florida, a maximum security prison preacher, and talking to a guy through this door. He was on death row. You know why he was on death row? Because he put his baby in a microwave. Oh yeah, when I found that out, you know what I'd like to do, ma'am? I'd like to just reach through there and just punch him if I could. See, that's my flesh getting stirred. But God's a great big God, and I got to report to Him, sir. Don't matter what you've done. There, you say, is there grace for even that? There's great. Paul had people killed. There's grace to save every sinner in this world. So it don't matter where you've been, friend. It don't matter what you've done. There's enough grace. Repentance is you seeing that and saying, Lord, you're right. I am the sinner. You are the Savior. I'm going to read it to you here in these verses. All right, I'm going to skip down a couple of verses. Yes, in verse number 30, yes, he says, and the time." See, there's a lot I'm skipping right there, but listen, and at the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commendeth how many men? All. all. Where? Everywhere. everywhere. So again, it don't matter what, 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 what you look like. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter your background. Right. All men, everywhere, yes, repent. Repent. Yes, sir. Repentance is imperative. That's right. yes, it is. Number five. I only got 18. So y'all <laughs> just hold on. Hey, some of y'all looked at me like, what? <laughs> Did he say 18? I'm just kidding. I only got 17. <laughs> number five. His return is inevitable. That's right. Verse number 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given him assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. That's right. He says God's gonna prove that he, y'all remember in Philippians chapter number three where Paul said, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That is the name of Jesus. Do yes, you know this is the same message that America needs to hear today? Have I mentioned this? That religion won't get it done. Hey, I don't care if you're Baptist, Catholic, religion won't get it done. You must repent and believe the gospel. Amen. And his return. Do we not need to be preaching that the Lord is coming? I mean, listen. I was praying the other day, preacher, and I, I said, Lord in the world in which we live man they went over there, attacked israel and we know the turmoil that's happening you know and this and sure we are living in the last days but it ought to excite us You're as christians right. it should not depress us right. hey, amen i'm going to tell you why because listen to me listen there are people in the bible belt that need answers to questions that they have And as this world moves on and marches on in time, people are going to have questions about Israel, about prophecy, about why is all of this happening. And we've got the gospel. We've got a King James Bible. And we can say, hey, this is what God said. Make sure you know him. He's coming. The Lord is coming. Amen. Amen. His return is inevitable. My last point. Here's what I have found as a preacher. Preaching the gospel from Croatia to Alaska and everywhere just about in between. I'm telling you, this, this is the message, y'all. I mean, not because I'm pre. I'm telling you, this is the message right here. The results are identical it's the same Paul steps into a heathenistic society we live in a heathenistic society don't get mad at me because I say that but we do we have our gods with the little g we have our gods America has plenty of them we live in a, we live in a in, in, but listen, if anything, this text proves that not only is there a religious side of a person, a natural side, there is a spiritual side to you. Amen. Because no matter where you go in this world, when Paul walked up in there in Athens, they wanted a spiritual connection to something. Amen. Every culture does. Right. They have some system of religion. The results, I'm talking about preaching in churches, are identical to what Paul got right here. Somebody says, we ought not follow Paul's example, but I think this is the message we need to preach. Mm. This is the message. Did y'all know that in Acts chapter number 2, there's about 120 in the church and 3,000 got saved. But if we had a church today of, of 3,000 and 120 got saved, we'd call that revival. Right. That's right. But either way, Paul did not get the result that Peter got in Acts chapter number two. That's right. It's America. That's right. That's right. right here. Yes, sir. That's I'm going to read you these results. Are you, are you ready? The results are identical. Look in verse, at verse number 31 at the end, in that he raised him from the dead. Now look at verse number 32. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, here we go, ready, first group. Some of them mocked. Now I know, I've been in enough churches to know, sir. Sometimes you're gonna have, you know, I've seen older people do it, so it ain't just young people, but you know, just, just that mocking, that scorner, just that, I've, I've heard that junk all my life. you you a bunch of Bible thumpers, you know, and this, that, and the other. And and I still get that. But I believe I see sometimes a mocker because there are so many opinions out there and they have formed their own that they mock and they have their own way. And I've had people tell me, me and God, we got our own thing
0: going.
1: (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but you don't have your own thing going.
0: That's right. God's got his own thing going. Yes, sir.
1: And you'll either get on in on it or you'll die and go to hell.
0: That's right. Amen. That's it
1: right. it really is his his way or no way. That's right. That's god's it. Yes, Amen. you
0: right. Amen.
1: Yeah. They mocked him.
0: Yes, sir.
1: They said, man, we got all these gods. <laughs> this guy talking about somebody got up from the dead. Yes. We live in an America to where that is foreign to Americans. In many ways God has brought the mission field to us. What are we going to do with it? Just shouting it out because you're saved and on your way to heaven. That's good. But there's more to life. There's more to the Christian life than that. You didn't just get a get out of hell free card. Right. There's something we got to do. And my purpose does not exist in yesterday. It's now. Amen. May God raise up a generation now That's good. of these young people that would just sell out. That's right. sure. Just sell out and give it all to God. And you're going to have people mock you. Because they'll say, you just don't understand. That's right. I've had people say, who's to say that this Jesus that you worship is right? I mean, why, why, are, the, why are the Muslims wrong? I mean, they worship Allah. They're as devoted as you are to Jesus. Right. Yes, sir. But they need to hear this message. Yes, sir. They mocked. Listen to this. And others said, we will hear thee again. That sounds fair, don't it? Some of them he intrigued. I've I've seen that in churches too. I've preached. I've preached salvation and I've seen conviction. I mean, not mocking. I've seen Holy Ghost conviction get on somebody and they'll grip that pew. I've witnessed to people. Matter of fact, when we went witnessing in Walmart parking lot there in Murphy, man, I witnessed to a guy, and he stood there. He had some questions. I was able to answer them. He stood there with tears in his eyes, and I thought, man, this guy's about to get saved in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, he said, you know, I do have some questions. Yeah. Man, I, I, I need to think about that. That's what these people are saying. Right. Right. Let, me, let me think about that. Yeah. You may be here today and you, you, you heard the gospel. God has spoke to your heart and said, man, you are on your way to hell. You realize you're yeah. the sinner right. and you say, you know what, I'm going to wait. And here's what I always say, try not to die while you're waiting. That's right. And Amen. I'm not being a smart aleck yeah, el- when right. I say that. Just try not to. How do you That's try right. not to die? <laughs> That's right. 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 That's good. good. Young know, people I can go to any graveyard in America and find somebody your age in it. That's right. You're right. You're mom. Just try not to die. Today is the day of salvation.
0: Yes, sir. Lord
1: Today, God. if you hear his voice, yes, harden on your heart. Right. Now is the accepted time. Yes, Today is the day to get saved. If you're here and you're lost, right now is when you need to get saved. Amen. You say, man, I've never heard it like this before. I've never heard the gospel like that. That's okay. You can get saved the first time. Amen. Some of these people did. Amen. Right. Amen. 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 This is the message that America needs. Maybe I need to change the title of my message. He said, we'll hear you again. How be it? Verse number 34. Certain men clave unto him. Look at those next words. They believed, and he even names them. Hey, I've seen that before too. Hey, I've seen the mockers. I've seen the procrastinators. God got dealing with my heart about street preaching. First time I ever street preached in Stockbridge, Georgia. We'd stand out in front of Walmart, hold up signs. I'd hold up a sign in front of my face. Because I knew people there. I was embarrassed until I kept on going to church there. And then God got doing my heart about street preaching. First time I ever street preached. preachers was on a Sunday after church. And I told the man of church, I so said, let's go down there. I believe the Lord wants me to preach. And we drove down there in the van. And people would stop, man. They would throw stuff at us sometimes, get out of their car, cuss us out, you know, and this, that, and other. We went. We parked in the van. We walked up the hill. I got out. And I found out real quick that I cannot preach from an outline while you're street preaching. Because you get a new congregation about every 30 seconds. So I started saying, How about you, sir? Have you ever been born again? What about you in the blue S10? And man, they're trying to roll their windows up, you know. Now, How about you? Have you ever been born again? man can I tell you God loves you? I mean, I just, man, I'm telling you, God filled me with such boldness. I mean, man, I was having a time like I'm having a time here today. Amen. We got ready for church Sunday night. We was getting ready to leave. We walked down to the van, we was putting up our signs, and some of those men said, Hey, brother, you what? I said yeah look they, they point out here come a woman walking down the hill she's got on a Waffle House uniform so I know she's got to be mean as a snake it's okay to laugh right there I said that in a church one time and a woman come up to me after the church she said man I retired from Waffle House it was just a joke you know she walking down there and I said well fellas I've done the preaching I'll take the cussing Seems fair. So I go walking toward her, and ma'am, when I got close to her, son, she was crying so hard, tears were just rolling down her face. I said, Ma'am, can I help you? She said, You pointed your finger at my car and told me that God loves me. I said, Ma'am, more than you'll ever realize. She said, I got a sister that goes to church over here in Jonesboro. She's always telling me that I need to get saved. Yeah. That I need to get, She's praying that I'll get saved. Amen. And she dropped her head and she said, Preacher, I need to get saved. Amen. Amen. I said, I'm so stupid, man. I am stupid. <laughs> I said, we are getting in the car right now going to church. We're three miles from it. Won't you just follow us there? Yes. Right. And she said, do you think I could just pray right now? Oh, I believe that's all right. I said, yes, ma'am. And I called those fellas over there and there were some dumpsters there. People standing there pumping gas at Walmart. And there's some dumpsters there. I said, this, this young lady right here wants to get saved. And we just knelt down on our knees by a dumpster. I just, I just started listening to her. That sister that sister been telling her something. Cause she, I heard her praying out loud. She was a weeping and a sobbing. She said, "God, would you save me?"
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> you say, Lord "You God. say, how do I get saved?" That's a good way, right there.
0: Yeah.
1: It ain't in the words that you say. Right. God, could you save? Would you save? Oh, He can, but would He? Yeah. Yes, He will. Yes. Boy, in just a little bit, preacher, she got up with a smile on her face. She said. The Lord just saved me. I said, Glory. man, I'm Go telling ahead. you, first time I ever street Amen. preached. I've been looking for the next one ever since. I ain't seen it yet, but I'm gonna keep on street preaching. Hey, Amen. I'm telling you, they put me in the van. I got one wet leg out the window. I am shouting it out. She followed us to church and started going out. That's a pretty good indication. Some folk get saved and you, you gotta send out a search and rescue party. Not her, son. She was in the house of God. I I found along this way, not too long ago, preaching tent revival in Lincolnton, North Carolina. A little nine-year-old girl. She got saved. Before I left Croatia, on Easter Sunday morning, my last Sunday there, a, a very highly intelligent lady from Morocco from a Muslim family mm, right. spoke five languages. Right. And at the end of the service, my wife and I met with her and her husband. And she said, I'm ready to give my life to Christ. Lord to God. Oh, man. You say. You say, could it happen to me? Listen, right today. Wouldn't it be a good day? Would you stand with me with the uh, instrument, the piano player, however y'all normally do things. Would would y'all make your way on up here however you do that? Are you sure you're saved today? This is the message. This is the message that you need. Religion won't ever get you there. You say, but preacher, I've had communion. I've been baptized. I've, I'm a member of a church. I'm a member of this church. But are you truly born again? You know what you could do? You know what I invite you to do? Just come up here and kneel. Listen, if you, if you need somebody to pray with you, would you, would you, you can let me know. You can let this pastor know. Listen, if you need to come, listen, I'm pleading with you. Come on and give your life to Christ today. It's that simple. Some of them believed him. Do you believe the gospel this morning? Go ahead and play, ma'am. Preacher. You come.
0: Amen. She's playing. Some are praying. Do this. Let's bow our heads this morning. You are presented with the gospel. Now, you have to decide what you're going to do with it. Now you may be here this morning. You say, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I know where I'd go when I die. Praise God. But you may have some doubt today. You're here and you say, well, I'm not 100% sure. Like he said, I, I believe I said a prayer. I, I believe I know. But you can know, see, now, you do this for me. No one's looking around. If the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, and you'd be honest and you'd say, Preacher, if I died today, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. But I want you to pray for me. Now, me praying for you will not get you to heaven. But I'd just like to pray maybe God would make Himself even more real to you this morning. Would you do that? Would you slip your hand up? If I die today, Preacher, I'm not sure not sure would you pray for me is there one is there one you have some doubts there's one well according to our testimony this morning every person in this building is on their way to heaven praise God that's your testimony we're all going to heaven let me ask you this if that's true how has what you say you believe changed who you are See, you you can't be saved, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, the, the, the literal Spirit of God in you, and it not change you. You can't do it. Well, I believe in grace, preacher. I believe in forgiveness. I do too. I believe in justification. I believe in sanctification. What's that mean? Here's what it means, real simple. Your belief, what you really believe, Determines your behavior. What you really believe determines your behavior. So this morning, if you're here and you, according to our testimony, we're all saved, brother, every one of us going to heaven. Praise God. Hey, success. Ain't no need to have church anymore. We're all going to heaven. Well, there's a world out there that's not. Now, if you believe what you say you believe, Jesus is coming back. Look at all the stuff going on the Israel. Preacher, Jesus coming back. could be today. Hallelujah. How's it changing your behavior? You believe in the judgment seat of Christ? Absolutely. Well, how's it changing your behavior? I'm glad. Praise God for everybody. But I, I'm saying there is a world out there. And he, he just gave it to you. It is hypocritical for us to give hundreds of thousands of dollars to missions and then we won't go across the street and hand out a track. It's hypocritical. Well, I just don't have a gift. It ain't no gift, it's a command. Father, I love you. Thank you for the message. Thank you for your man. We just pray, God, you'd use what's been preached here this morning to stir our hearts. We'd realize everybody's not going to accept the message, but we're to proclaim it. We're to preach it, to proclaim the death, burial, and the resurrection. Thank you for loving us, being good to us. In Jesus' name we pray.